0: Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive. With my longtime partner, the mad backer, Bart Scott, has
1: arrived. We got a sponsor? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) WinBet. Hey, what do you think about the background, the black background? That's that's dark, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like when you wear the, the black uniforms, that means we mean business. So that means this podcast means business. That means this jet season, we mean business. And listen, I hope we can harness some of that <laughs> inner prime time. Because I feel like. Oh, here we go. I feel like the Jets this season is like Colorado, right? They want to hate you, right? And they don't believe, right? Yeah. But Prime made the guys believe, and I hope. Yo, know, Monday Night Football, I hope A-Ron a- silenced all the haters and the doubters. I've never seen a team, maybe since, maybe since the second year of Rex, people hate for no reason. I've never seen people always go oh, glass half empty instead of glass half full since we were like the hated loudmouths, right? And this is the crazy part, right? There's more than one way to skin a cat, and you understand, right, Salah hasn't said anything. Aaron Rodgers has been the perfect model citizen, yet they hate anyway. Why? Right? Everybody's so optimistic about the Detroit Lions. Right? You talk about a team that finished strong. The Jets were 7-9. Usually, you know, people are happy, like, oh, man, this this team is young. They're exciting. But when you bring in a four-time MVP, so comes the hate. For no reason. No reason. People can't even explain it. And it's not even – the media, it's other general managers, it's other the other guys that oh you can't build a team like this, and so the correlation between Prime only having ten players left on his roster from the year before, or oh, you can't build a team like this. They are like the Jets haven't built the team the right way. Right, they have built the team the way you want to build a team through the draft, and made themselves attractive enough to be able to uh, to attract. Uh, Alan Lazard because you're able to attract Nathaniel Hackett, who could have sat on his ass, quite frankly, and collected a check, right? And, and, and it brings over everybody else. So they act like the Jets just went out and tried to be like the um, 19 or the 2000, I don't know what year that was, Washington, Washington Redskins, yeah. team that went out and just brought all these players in and went and bought and spent money. No, they strategically built this team the right way and they attracted a four-time MVP and everybody's mad. What have the Jets said they haven't boasts? They haven't said anything. Everybody laughed when 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 the brass went out to California and did all this stuff. It's funny like how everybody was like, "Oh man, it would be great if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets." Right? Remember that when the season ended? Like oh he should go to the Jets he should go to the Jets well guess what he came to the Jets and everybody now are uh, upset I feel like they're they're they Colorado and I feel like they're the Brooklyn Nets remember how everybody loved the Brooklyn Nets with LeVert and and Jared Allen they're like oh yeah. man this team plays all year they could You're right and, and then <laughs> as soon as they got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving oh they cheating I hate them right how's that hating. Nobody, listen, I've talked to people on my radio show. This guy's ready to roll today. I'm Subscribe, saying. rate, and review. Hurry it's an official test podcast. I got a, I got this a lot guy, to say. I got a lot this, to say.
0: <laughs> this guy is going to be here throughout the 2023 season, and we've been doing this together since 2009. You, 2009 Ooh. is when we started doing content.
1: Is it time it, for us to get Lifetime Achievement Awards? I don't know. Like, we should <laughs> get the world's smallest trophy. <laughs> For our consistency. We used to call it Jets
0: Radio back in the day. Oh, man.
1: Just
0: like I, a- I ran after you at SUNY Cortland I, asking you, begging you to come on and Jets. Look, and look how far
1: we come. We got, we got our own studio now. <laughs> and we got big-time sponsors, right? Who's going to give us handsome um, endorsement deals? You know, coming soon. All right. So you just brought up a bunch of fascinating points. Mm-hmm.
0: So why are the Jets so polarizing? Is it because they were under the bright lights of hard knocks this, no. uh, this mm-hmm. summer? Mm-hmm. Is, is it because Aaron Rodgers joined the Jets? Is it because I they have a, a number of young, talented okay. players who are not polarizing at all? What no. is the deal? What, is it the brand? Is it what's okay. happened in the past? Okay. Is it because Bart Scott mm-hmm. said the Patriots couldn't stop a nosebleed back
1: in 2010? What is it? Well, when you look at it, right, and you you look at where the Jets are, and you're saying, okay, this is a team that got one of the most polarizing players, right? And not only has he come and been a model citizen, he did everything this year that he didn't do last mm. year in Green Bay. So now the the questions were: Will he come and stay for OTAs? Would he would he will he uh, would he mentor and and come together with the young players? Would he be able to be one of the guys? And not only that, I mean he went on a dating circuit, no other like no other, right? He's yeah. been everywhere. Like you you see him yesterday at the at the US Open, right? Or what what is it in uh... he, He's got
0: an itinerary like you. Yeah, right. he was at the US right. Open Right, US Open, right? And, and he, went to, he went to Taylor Swift, he took Sauce Gardner to the Knicks playoff so, game. I mean he's – So so
1: people listen, this they is they all, the all want to MJ the, this, this is the thing, this is the thing, right? When you think about the New York Jets, like they've been the butt of everybody's jokes for decades. And Much like when people are getting bullied, other people just join in because they don't want to be made fun of, right? So, like, it's something cool, right? You see it with the Mets in this town as well, right? It's like because they've been one thing for such a long time, people think that they can't change their stripes. Like, well, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They used to be the creamsicles. You look at the Saints. They used to be the aints. You talk about a world in which the Cardinals went to the Super Bowl. Right, so people don't understand. It's always a point in history where things change, and you talk about you know Woody Johnson and, and Chris bringing in Sala, bringing in Joe Douglas. All of a sudden, ain't nothing funny anymore. All of a sudden, there's long term plans. You're thinking about the present. You're thinking about the future, right? And, and the plan is working out. And the development. They, they the first thing they had to do was come in and strip it down. Mm-hmm. They stripped it down over those ugly lean years. But now, whether Aaron Rodgers was here or not, you still were in position to attract a car, right? You, you still probably could have attracted a, a Garoppolo. Why? Because people see and understand that the narrative is changing. But what happens is the people on the outside, they're used and accustomed to a, the Jets being a certain way for the last 10 years, since 2010, right? And so it's just it's low-hanging fruit. But once again, I can't wait for... These guys to prove everybody wrong, to silence the doubters, and then say, "Now what do you say? Now what do you think?" Right? Because I'm tired of the narrative. Right? Oh, will he come? Well, they're going to get. Listen, everybody decided to take a negative perspective. That's just one perspective, and that's because they're they're haters, and they hate because they understand that New York is the one of the best cities, if not the best city in the world, right? And, And and they know that they really can't say anything about the other team around town because they got the hardware right? But, you know, if the Jets add another title there, they'll have to shut their mouths. And even if Aaron Rodgers comes here for two years and leaves, right? The foundation is set to still be a successful competitive team with or without Aaron Rodgers. If you look at the development, you see guys ready to take the next step. You see guys like Jermaine Johnson, the light, turning on. You understand that, you know, Joe Douglas I think learned a lot from Izzy Newsom. He learned a lot from uh, was it, Roseman. Yeah, Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman, right? And you look at how he has this set up. He has replacements in place. And everybody wanted to criticize the picks that he's made. And nobody bats 1,000%. But everybody wants to point out the ones that he didn't hit on. And to me, one of the greatest comeback stories, and everybody talks about who's going to be comeback player of the year, I would love to see back to mm-hmm. become comeback player of the year. right? And it's, it's, it's amazing how the narrative can change and from game to game, but from month to month. Right? And, and sometimes it takes you talk about the value of Aaron Rodgers, not just about what he does on the field, but it's him being able to publicly lit, lift Makai Beckton up. You don't think Makai heard that? You don't think Makai uh, believed that? Sometimes people don't understand that athletes sometimes are fragile. And a lot of athletes, even though they have this bravado, like they're super confident, they're not. A lot of times, well, it's a lot people of people don't
0: expect you guys to be human beings,
1: right? I mean, it's a lot. A lot of athletes have huge insecurities, right? You don't know what it was like growing up being as big as Makai was, right? Standing out. Right? You see it now when it's popular for him to be a big guy, 300 pounds. It's like, oh, wow. How do you think that was when he was 15? Yeah. When he couldn't find shoes to fit, when he couldn't find clothes to fit where he had to wear the same thing because clothes was – you don't know what his life was and what insecurities that he have embedded. And then
0: it's also going to mess with your mind if you have two consecutive years that are ended. because And you, of, and you
1: start to hear right. the, the, the disappointment, the bust. He has to change. Best case scenario, Makai Beckton comes here and he balls out and he plays and he stays healthy. And the Jets decide to, to buy in and, and make him part of this future of this court. And then Dwayne Brown moves on, and he moves to left tackle. So
0: you just talked about the talent that is here on the roster. Yes. I'd make the argument that you have at least 10 blue-chip players right now. Mm-hmm. Elijah Tucker, Delvin Cook, Brees Hall, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, and then you flip it on the other side of the ball. You got Quinta Williams, Williams, C.J. Mosley, mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner, D.J. Reed, special teams. You got Justin Hardy. Okay, you talked about Jermaine Johnson. Well, yeah, yeah, guys
1: who are poised to graduate from being – Right. And I'm not – Yeah, who can can, listen, I think – And then you got
0: the Hall of Fame quarterback who's a blue-chip player still.
1: I I, I believe that a guy like Jermaine Johnson could graduate this year. And listen, like I said, I played with Terrell Suggs. I played with Peter Bowyer. I played with Adelius Thomas. And it's a huge difference from the first year to the second year. Mm. And you know, I you know I, to, I did this little poll um, on my radio show, and I was like, okay, who do you think is gonna have the bigger impact this year, Kayvon Thibodeau or Jermaine Johnson? And I think Jermaine Johnson is poised to be a superstar. Well, wow. this year, right? And I think he's poised to take the next step. And if he doesn't make a Pro Bowl, I expect him to be right there poised for the next year to be expected to be a guy that's going to be one of the best pass rushers in this game. And, you know, I think he's set up to be able to, you know, and, and like I said, when I go back to the, the Ozzie Newsome and the Howie Roseman is you want to have guys, people are, well, they already got pass rushers. Why didn't they move up to get a tackle? Why didn't they move up to get a guard or a high-end def- uh, uh, player off the offensive line? You have to understand that in football, it's the redistribution of funds. Everybody can't stay. Hmm. And sometimes people have to graduate. But you want them to graduate a year later than or the year early than too late. Right? So you talk about like, look how he has it set up. Why would you go get McDonald? Well, you understand that, you know, Lawson has been great and it was tremendous what he did, taking a pay cut. That speaks to the culture. That speaks to him wanting to buy in.
0: It speaks to him as a person.
1: Right, him as a person, but also the environment in which the Jets have cultivated, mm. in which somebody would say, you know what, I'd rather take less to stay here than to be released and go sign somewhere else because I believe in what they're building. But that also sets you up understanding that it's about the redistribution. Next year, see, Solid worries about the now. Joe Douglas worries about the now and the future. Mm-hmm. And the future is that you can't, especially – the hardest positions to pay are defensive end, and you talk about corner, you talk about left tackle, right? Those are those are the money positions that eats up a lot of the money. And the and receivers now, really jumping and, and, yeah, up there nowadays, Right. Still. So, so, so look at what Salah had, and what Joe has to prepare for. He has to prepare for the fact that you're going to have to make Sauce the highest paid corner in the in the league if he continues on this trajectory. Also, you have to prepare for the fact. That you have to make Garrett Wilson if he continues on it, and if if if, if you know a a Rizzle does what he does, he could. I, I would say it's you know put up huge numbers. Yeah, this we year. talk we talk about war, right? And you talk about you know, let's talk about war in football terms. Like, what added value does Aaron Rodgers add to a guy like Garrett Wilson? So you look at that if he has eleven yard, eleven hundred yards with. You know, uh, a, a carousel of quarterbacks. What does that mean if Aaron Rodgers there? So I would say that's worth four to five hundred more yards. No, I totally agree. So if that puts him at sixteen hundred yards, that puts him up there with the elite. That puts him there with Tyreek Hill. That puts him here with Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Who knows if out there if Jimmy G can even stay healthy enough? So he's going to be in position. Yeah, by the end of the year, he's a top five receiver. My point. Yeah. So so the fact that you already have the replacements in place for redistribution. You already have Lawson's replacement. You already have Dwayne's uh, replacement. If, you know, Becton can, you know, stay healthy and prove what he needs to prove, he can slide back over and go to the position that he covets and that he wants to play, right? And so, like, you look at Vera Tucker, that has to be addressed, right? And I feel like because of what he did and sacrificed, the world don't know. In my opinion, Vera Tucker is a top five offensive lineman. Mm. He should be looked at as the same as, um, well, uh, not Linderbaum, Um, The the guy in Atlanta, uh, who's the highest-paid guard right now, he should be looked upon as Zach Martin. He should be looked upon as Quentin Nelson. He should be looked upon as one of the elite guards. But because he got injured and because he hasn't been able to stay in the same position, people don't realize how special he is. Isn't it interesting now that
0: early on in the careers, we're thinking that it was going to be Farrah Tucker, left guard, Becton, left tackle. Now it sets up in 23, Barataka right guard
1: but who knows right it's always musical chairs right. because just next year it could be them to their original spots mm. and we saw what that looked like when the short sample size his first year I mean because I feel like he's more comfortable on the left but he's so so talented so versatile like he's not only the the swing guard but he's the emergency tackle I believe you know what I mean because he performed at a high level there so all in all, like this team is set up to, to be successful with or without Aaron Rodgers in the future. doesn't make it more difficult if you don't have a Hall of Famer. But I think the Jets are making all the right moves, and the time is now to capitalize. These windows open and close. And this window for the Jets have been closed for a long time. But I feel like it's opening because of they built it the right way. They didn't go out and buy a bunch of free agents and you know, salary cap hell. Right, right. They're they're in position, right? And, and unfortunately, what do you
0: make of them being twenty million under the salary cap and that flexibility? And also, what was your reaction? We, we, is a guy who's played puts his mm-hmm. body on the line that? And Rogers, listen, he's a rich man, but he could sit there and say, "I'm gonna take every cent." Yeah, he, and he restructured a well, team friendly deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you, when you think about Aaron, I think he's at the point of his career, and he came here. You're like, "Well, why would you come here?" Well, he came here because he saw something in his team and he saw an opportunity for him to do things. It's more ways skin his cat, right? So the ways to win championships, young quarterback before his deal, win a championship or established quarterback with with what we've seen. We've seen Peyton Manning do it. We saw uh, Matthew Stafford do it, and we saw Tom Brady do it. And I think that, you know, the model in which the Jets are taking it's the one where you think about – because remember, when Peyton Manning went to Denver, nobody expected him to go to Denver. They thought he was going to Tennessee. Yes. And he, and you look at – Denver tried to do the same thing last year, but Russell Wilson wasn't up to the task, right? So you look at how the, – he, he had a, he saw an opportunity for him to be able to have input in, in buying some of the groceries and being able to bring some of the players over that he trusts. And that he has a comfortability with and also coming and not for him. I think he's ahead of Tom Brady. Oh, I'm sorry. In front of Tom Brady. And he's in front of Peyton Manning because he's coming over. He doesn't have to integrate his system. You mean when they got to their new places? Right. When they got to their new places. When, right, when wh- they, when they place. arrived in Tampa, right. and when they arrived. Yeah, right. They don't, he doesn't have to integrate his system and his beliefs with the coordinator because they're the same. Yeah. Where when you think about, remember what it was with Peyton Manning and how him and Kubiak, and they didn't mesh, and they had to figure it out. Mm. But they still went to the Super Bowl the first year. Lost to Seattle and came back and won it the next year. You look at Tom Brady. They were 10-6. and They were struggling. It took the bye for him and Bruce Aaron to get on the same page. I expect the Jets to hit the ground running and understand that they have a difficult schedule. But listen, you can't avoid these teams. It's good to play these teams now in my opinion, because now when you get to see them the second time, you know how you match up and you'll be able to make adjustments. So I, I, I'm excited, and the fact that they did that allows them to do – and listen, the Jets are modernizing their, their, their strategy because not only did do you have the money and Corey Davis decided to hang it up and you know that's a personal decision for everybody, but it's glass half full looking at the bright side. It opened up a tremendous uh, salary cap space as well. So so you look at that, and what's been going on for these past years? I think it's
0: shocking that this roster is so deep and talented that you're entering the season and you got 20 million.
1: You're right, and it's going to get deeper. That's the thing. So this is the thing. You can go and talk to a guy like Makai right now. I mean, you can go talk to a guy like Bear Tucker right now, get that out the way, front load that, let it replenish, and still be in great salary cap space. Yeah. And then you still have money and powder dry. The NFL has become like baseball. If you feel like you're close, you go and you make it undeniable, right? You look at what um, you know, um, Odell Beckham going to the to, to the Rams. Yep. You look at you look at last year, you know, bringing in Sue, bringing in uh, uh, was it Robert Quinn? No, no, no. Uh, the uh, Philly brought
0: in. No, it was, it was Sue, and then who was the other defensive tackle? It was another defensive line. Yeah,
1: you played for Minnesota for a long time. Joseph, was it Linville Joseph? I don't think that Linville ended well, up there. Well, I, uh, I know it, what you're it, talking it doesn't about. matter the names. And it, it's the pass rusher from Chicago. You look at Baltimore bringing over Raekwon Smith. Yes. So, like, now the, the, the Jets are in a position that if those opportunities present themselves and they're close, or if somebody goes down, they can make a trade. Because you're all in. Two years, chips in the middle of the table. The Jets are in tremendous financial uh, so, uh, position. So we got to get to a few things very quickly. Okay. How happy are you that the
0: Jets went out and got a big fat guy next to Quentin Williams and Al
1: Woods? Well, you know, uh, I was put, uh, you know I was pushing for fat boys. You know and, what I mean? and I'm not taking a
0: shot at him. I'm just saying more of that. What do you think? Uh, big boned. Yeah, that big it's, dude it's lined up
1: a space eater. <laughs> uh, you, uh, and, and, and for and, you, that was and, and, the fat guy, and, and, and a guy that and a guy that plays in a at a, at a big at a, at a tremendous level. Like, listen, what if what if, and they they'll never do it because I think they see the Jets as competition. But what if they say, hey man, Chris Jones, you know, whatever. You never know what shakes loose, right? You never know what happens, right? You got guys on expiring deals, so like you can get guys on expiring deals that want to come in and just win a championship. You have teams that's going to sell off, you know, and listen. I can play general manager. I'm not saying this is anything that's just doing. I'm just <laughs> speculating. I look at a, a at a position, and you you ask yourself, who's potentially going to be sellers? You're
0: you already looking ahead to the trade deadline, right? So you so
1: because you, I'm because I want to explain to people how important the 20 million dollars is, mm. right? Who are going to be sellers potentially? Who is in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes? So you talk about you talk about Tampa because they don't have the answer at quarterback, so they would love to stink and get the number one pick. You look at my opinion, and listen, I'm usually right. People say I'm crazy. I'm no hot takey here. Look at a team like Arizona, who if they get Caleb Williams, they can release in in a year, they can release Kyler Murray and and get cheap and -hmm. potentially get an upgrade at the quarterback position, right? Because they're starting over, new coach. So look at a team like that, right? And then I look at a team, like you ask yourself, who else can be a team that potentially could be like, bottom of the NFL right yeah and I'm trying to think I'm drawing some blanks but definitely those two teams right there so a guy like Mike Evans who may or may not you know he's not gonna get a new deal
0: well just looking at the reports yeah it seems like they have a deadline coming up could you imagine
1: add, adding Mike Evans to to this roster with a Rizzle? you know what I'm saying knowing that you got the money to get him a, like a two-year deal right could you think about okay yeah, we got some tight ends in this in this division. Kelsey, we got uh, we got to deal with Andrews. And you say, you know what, Arizona, give us Buddha Baker. Yeah, you, you, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so, 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 what I'm saying is Joe Douglas is playing chess, not checkers. Yeah, he he's gonna have the flexibility. It's going and, to be it's and, going to be players. there's gonna be Luke.
0: teams looking to deal who have their eyes set on the future, like you talked about. The Jets were in a different position a couple of years ago and they were the sellers, but now potentially we could see them being the buyers once again. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. Winbet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all inclusive food and beverage, lower level seats and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sports book or casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sports book. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Tony Adams, undrafted free agent out of Illinois, takes over as a starting position next to Jordan Whitehead. What do you think about his opportunity here in his second professional year?
1: Like you said, he he played – listen, to be able to have an opportunity to be on a defense that's ranked like this mm. and to be able to have brand names around you and whether people re- remember or, or want to recognize, Whitehead was one of the free agents that took a chance on this organization when people would say, like, this team isn't going to win. And what a difference a year makes, right? Yeah first year, tough sledding, but they, they I think they, you know, overachieved and surprised a lot of people, you, the record it was. And now they didn't finish strong, but they 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 were in it all the way to the end. November could have snuck in two wins, beat the Lions, beat a couple of teams, could have had opportunity to sneak in. And but when he decided to sign here, people looked at it like why would he sign there? And, you know, I love the fact that CJ Mosley, who has endured a lot, and a guy like Quentin has endured a lot, gets an opportunity to put See their talents on a big stage right, and be able to say, okay, I play meaningful games. People can really see the quality player that he is and the quality leader that those guys are, right? He's kind of an elder stakesman, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that, you know, Adams gets to play and be a part of that, right? And it's an opportunity. I can remember a guy like Landry who played here, DeJuan, Mm -hmm. played here, and he was the only rookie that started for us when I was a member of the Baltimore Ravens, and it was – Ed Reed, Samari Rowe, Chris McAllister, myself, Ray Lewis, uh, Haloti Nada, um, Adelius Thomas, Terrell Suggs. And like they're like, who the hell is this guy, right? But he held his own. Yep. And that's what, what, that's what Tony's going to have to do. He's going to have to be reliable and understand that he wasn't given this opportunity. He earned it. And you have to get that inferiority complex out of your mind and say, why not introduce myself? to the NFL. I think
0: he's a, confidence cat, a confident cat. And the other thing quite is confident. those cornerbacks, it's got to be quite enticing if you are a safety that, hey, I'm lining up, uh, Sauce is out here, DJ's out here, yep. and Michael Carter II's out here that, as well.
1: Michael Carter II is the most <laughs> underrated player on this team. I mean, to play his position, that's that slot corner, he plays at such a high level that that's why I love the fact that you have these primetime games. Because I think that he can become a household name, and he can find his way in the Pro Bowl, as well. He may be a, a guy that, with that 20 million, you better get him now before the, you know, you, before we be talking and sitting here like Fat Joe. Today's price is not yesterday's price. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a guy sneaky that you just want to lock up because it's hard to find guys that can play where receivers have two-way goals and they're sitting and going in motion. You know what I mean? So, all in all, you know what I mean? This is a happy podcast, right? This is the first one. This is the first <laughs> yeah, installment. Uh, uh,
0: hey, how helpful is it offensively to add delve into the equation as Brees works his way back? It's They've ab- continued to say throughout the summer that he
1: looks tremendous. Yeah, but he shouldn't have to, right? It's different guys jumping on your back. It's different once, you know, you start getting fatigue. Right. And, you know, we would think and hope that everybody could be Adrian Peterson. But that guy's one of one. Mm. And, you know, I think you want to play the long game with Brees Hall and you don't want to have a, you know, because usually what happens if you have a uh, ACL, then you worry about the opposite Achilles. Mm. Right. If you rush back too soon. So you you want him to continue to prehab and understand that it's still a process. But the fact that not only does he have a guy like Dalvin Cook that can carry some of the load, He also has, you know, a guy that has played at such a high level that he can learn something from as well. And he can add some stuff to his game from a guy like Dalvin and be able to be a one-two punch to stay rested so that when you get into those second halves in the second half of the season, you guys are so much fresher. Kind of like I take it back to when, you know, Thomas Jones was running through everybody, but then he ran out of steam and Sean Green was right there to take the baton like, thank you, big fella. You, you got us here. Soften everybody hand it off. I got you, right? And, 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 and like, hey, I got you. And he was jacked up on Mountain Dew. But Brees gets to do it as a second-year guy, not a first-year guy, right? So that means that he understands how to take care of his body. He understands the demands on a long season. So understand, you know, you want Brees peaking and ready to go with that speed when everybody's slowing down and when everybody's running. See, because I think the difference in his speed and his explosion – in the second half, when everybody else is beaten up, mm. and also when you think that the the surfaces slow down, it's just going to accentuate his speed so much more when he gets in the second half, when guys are tired, beat up, and you're running in inclement re- weather. I think he becomes that guy that's like, yo, this guy's playing on a different speed level because
0: Aaron compared him compared him to Amon Green. The guy I used to play with in Green Bay. You know,
1: I love Amon Green. Amon Green got the Widow Peak. Me and Amon Green had a <laughs> lot of fun with each other. Uh, he's a huge gamer, and I used to, like, me and him used to host like um, Madden tournaments together and stuff like that. Yeah. But Amon Green never had the speed that Brees had. And Brees is so I, thick, listen, too, with the right, speed. So, I, you know, Amon, Amon was, was thick. But I would compare Brees as an opponent and as somebody that I've seen before. I would compare him to Chris Johnson. Hmm. Chris Johnson, like once he get that seam, it ain't nothing you can do. Yes. like objects will appear <laughs> further in the rear view. Like once he, like once he hits that, yeah, house call. And those little weak arm tackles and oh, I'm engaged, but let me put my arm out. He gonna kick right through that, right? So like I would say, remember Chris, Chris, Chris uh, Johnson was probably about six, um, six one, right as well, right? right. mom is, is a lot shorter. And you think of, or I would say, like a young, uh, Fournette. Really, you know what I mean? Like just, but not with Fournette, the, not Fournette. With uh, a, no, no, our guy that was here from Chicago, Forte. Forte, yeah. But Forte with a lot more gas as far as yeah. speed. Nothing Forte, against Matt Forte. Ch- Ch- Chicago Forte had a, had a little bit more juice. Yeah, come from Tulane. But you know? but this guy, that's what uh, I'm saying. Brees's speed, or also um, Jamal Charles. Mm. he gave me a lot of Jamal Charles vibes all right so
0: what's the ball distribution gonna look early for the Jets you got the big guy that's outside you got 17 you mentioned Lazard and Cobb obviously those guys have played with Aaron before mm-hmm. breach coming back from injury Delvin in the backfield he hasn't practiced a lot yet I know mm-hmm. you can get him as much as up to speed as possible before week one but just Early on, how do you think well, it will look? You
1: got to be able to get a feel because you got to get a feel for your linemen and right. the way guys block and how to read their blocks and and how their their tendencies and stuff like that. So I mean, I expect the Jets to to kind of pass the run, you know what I mean, early on, and I expect Aaron to use the short pass game. Tight an and the backs. Yeah, and it's, as the extension of the run, you know what I mean, like a lot of flat routes and checkouts and stuff like that, and taking shots, and then. You know, you got to run to. I think they're gonna have to run to close games out, and I think as the season goes on, I think that kind of, that narrative starts to change. Probably by like week three, I think then the running backs be ready to go because neither one of them really had a preseason. So it's about getting their timing down and their feel of the offensive line because you know, like I say all the time, the the best running backs, which these are great running backs, you have to have patience to the hole and acceleration through the hole. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's what they're going to have to do. And that's about timing, right? Because you have to see it and wait for it to open up. But you have to know certain guys do things the same way but different, right? You know, the the, the objective is to move your guy, to give your running back a a butt to be able to cut off of and get movement. That's going to take a while, right? And it's going to take a while for them to figure out what's the best type of runs against the best type of fronts. The pass game is easy because a Ryan is going to be able to figure things out, see what guys are doing. You know, it's like – it's funny, right, when you think about, you know, when, you know, hard knocks in, in the, in the um, – One-Jet's drive. Yeah, one-Jet's drive as well, right? When you think about, you know, Aaron, like, you're not coming back up, right? You can't fool him with that type of stuff. So, like, he's seen it all. I mean, he's going against some of the most complex defenses, including, you know, the Jets defense that was pretty complex that he – you know, had to figure out where, who was coming, and we had guys that were smart and intelligent that knew how to disguise. So the fact that – You, you know, guys played
0: well that one day. I think it was 9 nothing or something yeah, like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Steve Welliford thought he uh, could pick up 4th th- and 19 <laughs> and realize that, you know, 18 ain't 19. Um, but anyway, that's a different story for a different time. He always
0: but, crushed it in the weight room.
1: But the, but the fact – yeah, he's still crushing it, right? <laughs> so the fact, the fact that you can – you know, Aaron's going to be able to decipher. And so, like, whatever you give him, he's going to take. Right, so if you want to say, okay, well, they got Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, let's stop the run, he's going to pick you apart with the one-on-ones, right? And if you decide to say, okay, well, we're going to play heavy coverage, he has no problem checking the draws and screens. And, 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 and what I love is and what I've always appreciated about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in particular, but Green Bay was always great at the screen game, whether it's the legal pick plays on the goal line, the quick screens on the goal line, or the running back screens on the goal line, Right. I've always, I expect the screen game to be a big part, big part of especially the run game and extension of it.
0: Aaron, the best touchdown-interception ratio in NFL history protects the football. The other thing is if you look back at those stats when Hackett was there with him in Green Bay, in 2020 I think their red zone efficiency was 80% touchdowns inside the red
1: zone. Yeah, because it's like he, he's going to get the motion. He's going to get the information. You can try and hide it all you want, but once he motions or goes to empty, comes back from empty, you got to show your cards. And he's going to find somebody that's a mismatch, and he's going to find a weak link, and he's going to keep attacking him over and over again whether it's quick screens, whether it's everybody thinks it's a run, but him and the receiver, the nonverbal communication, that's why spending all this intimate time was so vital and so important. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, coach. Love you too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It was not even be my That's my, my goal! <laughs> Yo, uh, on the field and off the field. All right. So quick thoughts about
0: next Monday night. Now, this podcast is going to go out. Here's another plug for you. Bart is going to be on Jets Game Day with Robert Sala. That airs Sunday mornings. Also on NewYorkJets.com and YouTube.
1: I'm everywhere, baby. But I'm it, living in your TV.
0: You are. Uh, with that being said, Bill's coming to town. What do you think about, before we get to the matchup, just the long week And then the night game, you are the final game of that weekend and anticipation building and a big divisional opponent coming to town. And Aaron Rodgers making his debut, and it's the 22nd anniversary of 9-11.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be super emotional. A lot of these guys don't understand the gravity of it because they weren't around, and I think a lot of these guys were so young that they they didn't watch it live, right? I believe I was in um, college, right? So that means that these guys – who were not even – some of them probably wasn't even born. Or you – know, well, they were born, right? 9-11, yeah. But they, well, right nah, around that. Some them, yeah. yeah some a lot of, of – some of yeah, so, so, are like 21, right, years so, old. Right, so, so imagine the fact that a lot of them didn't really um, even understand what had happened, you know, so like – So they, it's probably it.
0: for the crowd –
1: for the crowd, it, yes. I think they're going to feel the energy for the crowd. Like, oh, man, like this is big. And I think they're going to understand because they're here and they're going to be hearing things leading up in the Sunday before where they read the names and all that stuff. I think they're going to start to understand this is big. Mm. And I think it's it, going to be able to affect the Bills as well because even though it's not – it's still New York, right? So I think they're going to feel it as well understand that they're running to a place that's electric. That's going to be more electric than it's ever – than you know, what they're used to accustomed. Like, man, this is crazy. It's do you Monday think it, night. It's going to be crazy. Do you think it's going to rival Sunday
0: night, 9 against the Cowboys? I think it will. Ten-year anniversary.
1: I think it will. I, I, I absolutely think it will because the expectations of both teams are much higher. I know they say the Cowboys are supposed to do something every year, but come on, man. Like <laughs> Nobody believed that back then. People – had believed us because we had showed it the year before. Yes. Right? So, I think they, the anticipation about us, but I think these are both teams that people believe if they represent the, the the AFC in the Super Bowl, wouldn't be surprised. So, I think this is heightened because it's a divisional opponent, which you talk about divisional opponents, they know each other more. You know, you talk about when we played the the Cowboys, it was America's team or supposedly America's team. But it wasn't a divisional opponent, right. right? So I think it's a lot different in that respect. Where now you talk about the hatred, the fan base, and how many Bills fans have, you know, act like they, you know, used their cousin's address and paid money to try and sneak a ticket, right? To get in. You talk about the hype, the media, everything. I think it could be, it can rival that. I think it should exceed it because of the quarterback that's on both sides. This is the guys where you say, hey, one, if either one of these guys have the ball, with the game on the line, get your popcorn ready. Do you expect a close game? I don't think it has to be, because I think um, when you look at when I look at the Bills on the Bills side, they have a lot of unknowns. I think the, the Jets great. have a lot of knowns. Right, you, this be the first time without Frazier. They haven't looked well in the in the preseason. Um, they haven't figured out the run game. So if they become one dimensional. You're talking about, in my opinion, if not the best cornerback duel in the game, clearly, exactly, I think, top five. Mm -hmm. And now you talk about this defensive line that's been hunting. And people say, well, the Jets didn't really address, you know, um, a a superstar or, or a great guy opposite Quentin Williams. But guess what? They don't run the ball. So now you're telling me you're going to become a team that's going to drop back with all those dogs on the on that on that front line rotating in, you know, trying to hunt down Josh Allen, and then if if those first and second windows aren't open, you're going to give that defensive line an opportunity to continue to hunt. And I think you talk about the this first, defense has had a lot of success against Allen. I know, and now they've gotten deeper, right? And now you on the other side, now you put pressure on on the Bills because you have the ability to score like you've never been able to score. Right. The expectations is to, that you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to put up points. So now that's more pressure for them to become one-dimensional trying to keep pace. So how do you keep pace if you, if, if, if you don't really attempt to run the ball and now you're going to make your offensive line and continue to pass it against guys that are coming in in waves? Mm. Remember, the offensive line is going to take every play. The Jets defensive line. You know, you got guys like Huff is the closer. Like he, he the guy, he he's like Mariano Rivera. He comes in a, a, like two minute drill in the first in the second quarter, but might be his fifth snap in the second your, quarter. Your
0: NASCAR packages. Right. You've so many options. And then
1: and Dennis, remember, it's the first time that you're you you do you're not in football shape and game shape until like game three. Hmm. Because it's the first time that you're gonna be going as hard as you can. For the however many snaps you have to take, where the Jets are going to be able to throw pass rushes out that for them like okay right now I only can give you twenty great snaps well that's fine because I got I need to get other people great snaps anyway Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so like where those offensive line like yo they keep coming like I'm coming up I'm coming up this dude's running off the sideline. You know, after four plays, and I've been chasing this other dude around all day. He running around. Do you know how much energy you have if you know all you got to do is do two pass rushes and sprint to the sideline? And people look, and people look like, yo, this dude been drinking Gatorade for three minutes. I've been, you know, chasing people around. It it wears you down. It's crazy, and it's and it it may be hot. It might not be hot.
0: All right. So this is something that we're going to focus on, a television show. Is it's going to be interesting to see if the Bills, they say that they're going to be more committed to the run. Let's see what happens. If they, go,
1: if they fall behind.
0: You know, and again, and what the counter is with them playing more, maybe 12 personnel because they got Dawson Knox and then they drafted Dal- – Kincaid. Kincaid. And then I'm going to really jump yeah, into
1: – let, Yeah, let's see if Kincaid can pass block. Uh, and I'm Because re- if you – let me tell you something. <laughs> if you want to see a sack highlight package – it's going to feature tight ends against defensive ends. Mm. So just because Kincaid is there don't mean that he damn sure, I guarantee you, every defensive end that the Jets have will much rather go against him than go against their tackles. So good luck.
0: And then we're going to dive into this as well, is that no Tremaine Edmonds. Matt Milano, very good player, but who's going to fill that void in the Jets' runners' Can not only get it done on the ground those guys are effective pass catchers yes so and you're talking about Rodgers in the short passing game and then these tight ends complement each other so it's going to be fun season prediction for the Jets where do you think they end up as far as division is concerned how many wins you got for this team
1: I got them with 13
0: that wins the AFC East is that a top two seed in the AFC you think
1: yeah, because I think I think when you look at the AFC North, they're going to feed on each other, mm. right? I think they're going to feed on each other. And, listen, this division is going to be highly competitive. But I think all things considered, right, I think the Jets, you know, you, people talk about, okay, the Jets, Achilles' Hill, everybody is flawed in the AFC. Whether you want to talk about the Ravens and their lack of uh, cornerbacks, mm. You want to talk about you know Joe Burrow, and you talk about the fact that they don't have Von Bell and, and um, Jesse Bates anymore. They got young safeties, and that was a big part of their game. Sure. You know, I, you can go back to Tua's health. You can go to the, the lack of run game. I n- think n- no Jalen Ramsey or in right, the season right. anyway. I, I can I, I believe that the Jets are better equipped. If if I got to have a flaw, and a weakness, that you have a lack of depth at the. Offensive line, I'd much rather have a Hall of Fame quarterback because history proves that those guys can overcome because they quick decision-making, because their ability to, to think the game can overcome maybe a lack of um, great offensive play. Not saying that the Jets won't have that because I believe if they're healthy. You know, I think they have a deep, you know, you talk about their, their, their front five, if Becton's Becton, you know, people always talk stuff about Dwayne Brown. Oh, he's old. But once again, like I talk about the Jet hate, I've never heard anybody criticize the age of Andre Whitworth, who played till he's 41. And if you look at the resume, and that's all you can do, compare apples to apples, if you look at the resume, Dwayne Brown and his five Pro Bowls and All Pros was greater than Whitworth. Mm. But they hate on his age because he's playing for the Jets. How about that? Keep it real. All I all I ask the haters to do is be consistent in your arguments. So if you have a guy that's like Whitworth that played well with two torn rate rotator cups, how do you expect him to play this year with two operational rotator cups? And you have Becton, who's playing at the level he has, and you talk about it. Just and said, then
0: you got depth at the tackle position. So if somebody, I, I'm just saying, if somebody yeah. goes down, you do have Billy Turner. But you do have Max Mitchell. But but
1: I just but I just but I'm. Like it make it make sense. Yep, Beckton, is his rookie year was just as good as uh, Tristan Wirfs. Just as good, it was better than Andre Thomas. And so if he's healthy, and being able to do what he does, you have two two. You know, let's just say he's a, a above average right tackle. Dwayne Brown and his his resume suggests that he's Whitworth. I just told you, Vera Tucker, in my opinion, is a top five offensive guard. And Langton Thomas is a pro bowler. Yeah. What the hell are we talking and about?
0: And then you got, what, Schweitzer? But what I'm saying there, is – And, and you got is, Joe Tittman who's taking the second is, round and not even I'm, starting.
1: What I'm saying is make it make sense, people. Like, yeah. like, I understand that you may say they don't have depth and everybody has to stay healthy, but let's just go with the starting five and let's talk about who they are. Right. And let's keep it consistent. So, listen. Top three roster in football, correct? Of course. And it's only going to get better because we got some money.
0: So, Bart Scott, put it down, 13-4, and four, AFC East champs, maybe even the top seed in the AFC. 13's got to be right in the mix right there.
1: right there. I don't think nobody wins 14, so it's going to come with tiebreakers. Okay. All right. Subscribe. Oh, no, no, no Chris Jones. <laughs> Subscribe, so that, so that rate, review, like us on
0: YouTube. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, after the Jets and the Bills play and before the Jets go to Jerry Worlds. the green and white against the Cowboys in week two. Jerry, you ain't scared.
1: You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.